Stone. I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way. So this week we're in South Africa, where a futuristic charity is creating a hive of activity that's already changing the conservation landscape in a highly unusual way, with bees in the front line. Now, we hear lots about the battle to save rhinos and elephants from poachers, but it seems that the humble honeybee also has a major role to play in breathing life into rural communities and protecting the international tourism that is their lifeblood. At Port Elizabeth in the Eastern Cape, we caught up with Di Luden, Executive Director of Community Conservation Fund Africa. Di, welcome to Action Pack Travel. Now, am I right in thinking that May the 20th is a very important date in the bee calendar and indeed in your calendar? Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Um, on the 20th of May is World Bee Day. So just tell us what that is, what's involved. So basically, um, World Bee Day is about bringing awareness to a bee population that is very, very much endangered at the moment and trying to let the, the public understand the importance of bees. They say that the food that we eat, 80% of it is due to bee pollination. So I don't think we really understand how, um, how important bees are. So World Bee Day is literally about bringing some shine and some glory to the, the, probably the world's most unsung heroes. And what sort of things go on on World Bee Day? Well, for us specifically, obviously, I'm working with Community Conservation Fund Africa, which is a charity based in South Africa. For us specifically, we've got a really exciting program launching. It's Adopt a Beehive. Um, our charity was founded by a hotel group called the Mantis Collection, and their um, slogan is Man and Nature Together is Sustainable. And CCFA is their foundation. And together with the Mantis Collection, we are launching our Adopt a Beehive program, whereby any guest that goes to our hotel can adopt their own hive, which will be personalized with their name. And they will receive quarterly updates on how their bees are doing. They will get a certificate to say that they've adopted a hive. And uh, most importantly, they will just be working towards protecting bees. And do the guests get to take the honey out of the hive themselves? That sounds a pretty dangerous business to me. So we will offer beekeeping experiences, and these obviously have to be prearranged, but absolutely, um, we can suit our guests up in the protective gear. Uh, we can take them out and they can extract their own honey. The most important part for us specifically, though, would be the education, because people don't realize how important bees are. So the, the bee experience would be definitely you can extract your own honey, you can take it home with you, but you would also learn about why we are doing this and, and what's so important about bees because I don't think you would realize there are so many different types of bees and the specific one that we are working with at the moment is the honey bee. And how many honey bees are you talking about here? Millions, I guess. Millions. So, but every hive attracts approximately 50,000 bees. So we have already put down 120 beehives. So that's approximately 9 million bees. And we are going to, on World Bee Day, we are launching another 70 beehives. So I haven't done the maths, but it's 70 times 50,000. I make that another 3.5 million bees. So is there anything that can go wrong with beehives? I mean, can all the bees escape or something like that? What do you do to keep them there? 
Uh So basically, our project is not specifically about how much honey can we can we extract. So unfortunately, with beekeeping, I think in in most places, it becomes a commercial business. And so people are moving the queen bee constantly to try and create more honey. For us, it's a conservation project. So it's very much about creating bees. Um, and creating a sustainable place for them to live. So we literally place the hives out um, near specific trees and plants that attract bees. And they, they just arrive. They come on their own. They're attracted to the hive, to the fame boss. And then once a queen bee solidifies itself in a hive, the colony will just grow and grow and grow. But I guess the main the main problem is that honey has become a commercial business. So ours is about protecting the bees rather than producing honey. So what you're doing is, is highlighting the, the plight of the bee, because the bee population worldwide, I think, has been decreasing in recent years. There's been lots of problems with, uh, with disease. And as we all know, indeed, that you really do need bees for humanities to survive. So you're highlighting the problems. Very much so. And then secondly, sort of on the, uh, not on the side, because it's very much one of our, our main goals, is that when our guests decide to adopt a beehive, like I've said to you already, they do get a certificate, they will be kept up to date as to how their bees are, are surviving. But most importantly, is that a percentage of that will go towards us creating micro apiaries for local communities. So Community Conservation Fund Africa is a charity where we try to do a project for our hotels. So every hotel that Mantis has, we try to create a community conservation project around there so that guests, when they are traveling, um, they can experience something. They can have a, you know, an eco experience, a conscious travel experience at each of our properties. And so we then want to take that one step further and then give back to the community where the property is based. So the more hives that are adopted, the more micro apiaries we can set up. And we would give these micro apiaries to the local communities. We would educate them as to how to look after the, the, the hives. We would give them the protective gear and then they would be in charge of their own hives and that honey would be sold back to us. And then we would either use it in our hotels or sell it to our guests. And so we would then be creating a sustainable business for them, which is amazing. I think it's important for me to say that um, CCFA, we are obviously a nonprofit organization, but we are fundraising and grant giving. So we are collaborating with Honey Bee Heroes. Um, they are the company that will look after the beefs. They set up the hives for us. They will look after the hives and they are based in the Western Cape. So they are our joint partner in this project that that we are launching on the 20th of May. And do you live in the Western Cape yourself? I don't. I live in the Eastern Cape. So the the 120 hives that we have already um, put in place, they are based here in the Eastern Cape. So those ones I've had a lot to do with, but we want to expand this project now. So that is why we've collaborated with Honey Bee Heroes, because we can do this in the Western Cape. And obviously we have lots of tourists that go to Cape Town. So it will be just an amazing experience to be able to offer people when they visit our properties within Cape Town. So tell us about the hotel group. Are these five-star hotels and how many of them are there? 
Yeah, so it's a um, it's a boutique hotel, um, hotel group, and uh, they have three types of hotels. There's Waterways, which is the we've got a Zambezi Queen collection. It's houseboats that are based on the Chobe River, very very beautiful. And then we have the the boutique hotels, which are obviously smaller hotels within the cities. They're not large hotels. And then we have the eco hotels. So these are exactly what I'm talking about, based here in. Eastern Cape, we've got the Founders Lodge. This is actually based on Shamwari. The founder of Shamwari, Adrian Gardner, is actually, he's the founder of Mantis. And he did sell Shamwari to, to someone a few years ago, but he kept his own home on the land. And they've converted that into six-bedroomed lodge. It has traversing rights on Shamwari. And it's absolutely beautiful. So on this specific property is where we would like to create a proper beehive experience where guests can see hives, touch hives, go, um, you know, we even want a glass beehive so that you can, you can really see what's happening inside the hive. You can have a proper interactive experience. So yeah, this is really exciting. The hotel group, they have about 30 hotels between all of Africa. So South Africa, West, East and, and North Africa, actually. So where is the main, the flagship hotel of the group? It's hard to say. The head office is here in Port Elizabeth, which is where I live. Um, Shamwari, obviously, Founders Lodge would always be the flagship because Adrian, that's what put him on the map. And so Founders Lodge by Mantis is probably the flagship based here in the Eastern Cape. So you have some other projects, not just bees. Yes, absolutely. So some of the other projects we do, again, they're always surrounding the hotels. Based here in the Eastern Cape, we're greening the community. So there's a township that sits right alongside one of our hotels called Hopewell Conservation Estate by Mantis. The staff that works on Hopewell, they created their own cooperative. Now, a cooperative is just a small um, company and they approached us and they said every time they leave the conservation estate and they walk over the hill and they walk home, they realize the stark contrast between the green conservation estate and then the dry, barren, brown land where they live. They approached us and they said through their cooperatives, they would love to green their community. And one thing I think that's important to state about CCFA is that we are a charity, but we are not here to walk into a community and to say to them, this is what we think you need within your, you know, where you live. It's more about them approaching us and saying to us, we think that this would work and we will then help you. But it's not about us giving you something. We're giving you a hand up, not a hand out. And we're going to listen to the community and, and take what it is that they want to do and help them to implement it. So when they arrived at this amazing idea, we jumped at the opportunity. And so we are currently working on greening the community project, whereby we want to plant 600 trees this year. The trees will go to in schools. So we had to choose schools because what you don't realize is there's lots of cows, cattle that roam in these areas that would eat the trees. So we had to choose areas that have fences so that the trees can be protected. We also needed to choose areas that had access to water because trees need to be planted. So basically what we are doing is corporates can adopt a school and we will put 10 trees into a certain school. So you adopt a school which actually is 10 trees. And that's how we are going to move between around the community to take it from a brown space to a green space. And we're really excited about this project. There's a lot more sort of behind the scenes other than just greening, but this, this is one of our very exciting projects. 
And how long does it take to green a community? Are these very quick growing trees? No. So we've chosen, no, it will, it's not going to be quick, but we're starting with the trees. We've chosen three trees. Speckboem, which is called elephant food, an indigenous tree based for South Africa, and it provides a lot of oxygen. So it's really good at creating oxygen. We then have fruit trees specifically for the schools so that um, the kiddies have you know, fruits to eat, they can either eat it or they can use it as an exchange for something else. You know, you can trade, you can trade fruits. And then the third is a hardwood tree. And so these are trees that provide a lot of shade. So the idea as well being in these schools, the kids have somewhere to sit underneath, um, you know, shade for the, for them. So those are the three trees. So once the trees are in place, we will then start with food gardens. And that is obviously much quicker. It's much, it's much more rapid to see green. But we want to really start with a vision, you know, a 10 year vision with the trees. And then we will start with food gardens, which will also be in the school. And so they will then obviously be able to grow their own veggies. What sort of things would they grow? Yeah, so fruits or vegetables mainly. And we actually, we, we have a partnership with someone who will help us. Basically, they only need two meters by one meters, um, that will create enough food per month for four people. So it's really small, really small areas that will allow them to, to feed a family of four for a month. And it's very, very, very cheap, which is because it starts with literally seedlings. So it's, it's an amazing, amazing project, but we're not in that phase just yet. So tell us about the funding a bit more. So quite a lot of this is funded by adoption. So people are adopting a, a tree, are they, or...? Correct. So, um, so the idea of CCFA was when, when it was founded was, um, let's use the hotel industry to generate funding. Because at the end of the day, people are coming to Africa to view our wildlife. And if we don't start to save wildlife, there won't be any tourism. They won't be coming in. So let's use the tourists to help us preserve conservation and wildlife. And that's really how the charity was born. Um, so the idea is to use our guests to either make adoptions or donations. Most of the time, if you visit our property, included into your race is a conservation levy that will come to our charity. Obviously, we will be taking you on these excursions, so you might feel a pull to get more involved in one or or another. We also use our suppliers. So, you know, if we, we try and create procurement. In our hotels, we try to use plastic-free, eco-friendly amenities or whatever it is in the room. So those suppliers will approach us and we will then give them access to our hotels and they will make a donation to to the charity. So it's very much about using the hotel and tourism industry to raise our funding. And how does the charity help wildlife in particular? So it's all about empowering and uplifting community members so that they preserve wildlife. Because at the end of the day, they are the ones that are living alongside the wildlife. So we feel if we can create a sustainable food source for community members, they are not going to be tempted into bushmeat hunting because they have food. If we can create sustainable income for them, they are not going to be tempted into poaching because they have income coming in. So it's very much about working with the people to preserve the wildlife. So it's not really about just just looking at one. It's about looking at both and then obviously preserving wildlife. And we do projects of all sorts of things. It's not only bees. We're very much involved with a project actually which has bees included in it, but um, elephants in, in Namibia, the elephants were trampling the, the crops 
of um, the community members. And so they approached us to help them put an electric fence up so that they could save their crops. Because what was happening was, obviously, an elephant tramples all of your food. Your natural reaction is to kill that elephant because it's your food, it's your livelihood. And so we were trying to come up with a way, okay, how can we make this that we can save their food and save the elephants? So came up with putting an electric fence up Another thing that they, the community then told us was if we help them to put beehives around this fence, elephants, are they don't go near bees. So by having these beehives there, it kept the elephants away from the fence and from their food. So we're very much involved in all sorts of things, gorillas in Uganda. It's not only bees, but we are really trying to create the projects, bring the projects more closer to our communities where the hotels are based so that it's very much in line with the staff that are working in our hotels, we are impacting their community, their friends, their family, and giving back to them. I like the idea of bees policing the community. That's good. Absolutely. Policing the elephants. (laughs) I mean, when would you ever think of that? So are elephants scared of bees? I think they're scared of them, but they're just, it's a proper deterrent, but I'm not sure exactly what what the scientific reasoning is. Sorry. It's a very interesting idea. You have the, the very small and the very big. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very impressive. So you've told us about the charity. When did you first get involved in it yourself? So personally, I, well, I started the charity three years ago. It's a little bit sad because the charity is only three years old. We've done some amazing work. But obviously, the first year was a good year. The second year was a COVID year. And now we are trying to, to bring ourselves back up. So it was three years ago, 2018, the foundation was launched. I got involved right from the start. So it's been a huge learning experience for me. I used to work overseas actually worked for a Russian billionaire for nine years. So it's been a complete life change to go from that to working for local communities based in South Africa. But it, it's literally been life changing for me. It's completely changed my life. Yeah, so grateful for the opportunity. So where did you work overseas exactly for the Russian billionaire? So I worked on Superyacht originally, and then I landed up moving land-based for him, for him professionally. So then I, I helped build his yacht. So they, these types of people, they get bored of the billionaire boat. And so I helped build them, and I lived uh, in Germany. Huge career change there. No, it's it's the polar opposite. And um, to be fair, I probably never thought I would land in South Africa. Just I, I love. I'm very very passionate about South Africa. But my my life led me overseas from very young age. I never ever saw myself moving back here. But if you do ever get the opportunity to meet Adrian Gardner, you will understand how I did land up here. Once he decides on something, he is very persuasive. He decided that I was going to help him with his charity, and that was that. There was no going back. And he's your boss, yeah? He's my boss. He's my boss and he's the founder of Mantis Collection. So you were born in Port Elizabeth? I was born in East London, which is oh. not, not not your London. Oh, no. It's called East London and it's in South Africa. It's also in the Eastern Cape. And I went to school in Grahamstown, which is like an hour and a half away. And obviously now I'm in Port Elizabeth because the Mantis head office is based here. So what do you see yourself doing in the next few years? 
that's a tricky it's a tricky question you know for me personally as i say we've only been 3 years we've only been going for 3 years and we've got such amazing hopes and dreams and coming back to south africa and realizing how grateful people can be when you give them an opportunity is just something that's yeah i, I keep saying it it's life changing so i would for the next 5 years i want to stay exactly where i am and just make sure that we can bring all of our projects to fruition. And if we can even change just 50 people's lives in the next 5 years, that that's enough for me. If we can help to save certain species within those 5 years, absolutely incredible. So we just want to grow these projects now. You know, they all in in baby in baby phase and we now need them to explode. Well, certainly uh, May the 20th and International Bee Day should get your project buzzing, so to speak. Absolutely. Be kind, adopt a hive. That's our slogan. If people want to find out more, can you tell them where should they look? Yes, they can go to our website. It's www.ccfa.africa. So that's Charlie Charlie Foxtrot Alpha, ccfa.africa. And they can adopt a hive on there, they can adopt a tree, um and they can just also learn loads more about our projects. And to book a hotel? To book a hotel, it's www.mantiscollection.com. Daluden, thank you very much indeed for coming on the show, and we wish you the very best of luck with Community Conservation Fund Africa and the Bee Project. Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you so much, Felice. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our website, actionpacktravel.com, or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peter@actionpacktravel.com. Until next week, stay safe.